Banafta podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit. All right, Napta Podcast, we're back. Uh, this is, I think, episode 151. Woo! Mal- Malibu Rum. Uh, we oh got, I don't know if you guys remember this person, but Nick, welcome back. Hey, hey. It's been hey. a minute. Can we get some it's cheers in the back? Can, can we get some cheers in the back? Yeah, I got you. We'll, we'll, we'll add in the sound effects. Um, dude, it's been a minute. You, you were busy coaching, busy trying to lead some men to a couple victories on the diamond. Uh, unfortunately you told me beforehand it didn't end where you wanted it to, but still probably a, a fun time. Sad to have the season end. I saw the, the senior day pictures. What's that like having to say bye to kids that you've probably seen? I mean, have you been there four years? I feel like you have, right? I've been the head coach for 10 years. Yeah. Holy shit. So this is nothing <laughs> new to you. What, what is that like though? It's kind of wild just to be like, all right, see ya. It's interesting, man. Cause I mean, we got hot at the end of the year too. We got, we were playing really well. Um, and so the, uh, yeah, this was a good group. I right? had a really good group of seniors, um, and just the whole te- the the whole team was each team was a moment. That's, I I always use that line. It's like go to uh, line at the banquet. Yeah, and it's like you know you never really get that group together again. This was just a really good group. Like I I always equate tell the kids like there was one year when I was coaching when I was the varsity girls soccer coach. We were three and like seventeen, and we lost twelve games by one goal. Like and we were right there. Like, it was brutal. We just, you know, 3 2, yeah. 4 3, 1 0, whatever. But, like, they never complained and they came to work every day. And, like, with these guys, it was the same thing. You know, like, we finished up 9 and 12. Like, we were we were 2 and 5, and we lost all five games by an average of uh, 12, 12 or 13 runs. Like, we got blown yeah. out. And they just kept working. And we obviously yeah. had a pretty decent, decent run at the end. But, uh, yeah, this is a tough group to say goodbye to because they're just a good group of kids. Nice kids, but. So you say all good things have to come to an end at some point. So whether it was Thursday or at some point in the state playoffs, you know, that's how it goes. So the thing I always uh, find interesting is our podcast is composed of three quarters of baseball players and one lacrosse player. And the lacrosse player is never very loud, but the one thing he's loud about is lacrosse. Um, but I do find it interesting, and I have no stats to back this and no actual like time frame, but when I was in high school – it did feel like baseball season's the shortest. Like, it's just, it's gone in a blink. Like, you only really get, I mean, Ohio might be a little different than Jersey, but in Ohio, you only get, like, six weeks of baseball yeah. season, it felt like. Whereas soccer, I do remember, it felt like it was four months long because you start conditioning in the summer and, and that type of thing. So, um, you get both sides of the coin on that, too, from a coaching perspective. Do you feel like you have more time? Soccer-wise, to figure things out than you do baseball-wise? Yeah, at NJSIAA, uh, they just shortened all of our seasons this year. We literally had a six-week season, and we usually had like an eight- or nine-week season. So, yeah, so it was pretty nuts. Um, yeah, I don't want to get into that because it's quite a sore subject <laughs> with all the coaches. But, yeah, uh, but yeah no, it don't, it, it was because you're playing all the time. Like, you're playing three, four games a week and everything, but uh, – Dude, it's been, it's been so long. I've been waiting on a question for a month that I was telling them I can't wait. Because like every game, every time we recorded, it ended up being like a late away game or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I, was, I wasn't I was feeling too hot like a month ago, so I decided to turn on an MLS game. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought, you know, just because I was feeling shitty, I'd watch shitty TV. Um, I was watching, you know, my attempted fandom of Nashville uh, 
yeah, whatever they call yeah, it, yeah. the Nats, whatever the hell they call themselves, the Sounders or whatever I, the shit it is. Yeah. And I had I text Dylan. I go, Dylan, John's playing for Nashville. And he goes, what? I go, yeah, his name's Dax McCarty, and he is John oh, Whitaker. Jesus. And I'm just, I started thinking about doppelgangers for all the guys. And I haven't really put too much thought into it since that moment. But I don't know if you <laughs> had it. But I was like, dude, def, definitely. Dax McCarty's definitely John with short hair in high school back in like the late 2000s, you know. Listen, so I just I just searched this guy. For future for, uh, Former Red Bull. Former Red Bull guys, so shout out. Very there. much so. Very much so. Uh, but one, man, it's, it's how pasty I am that I look like I may be redheaded at times. I swear <laughs> to God, I'm not, not that it matters. Redheads are fine in my book, but I'm not Two, It's so funny that you asked this question or bring this up now because, uh, I would, I'll take this guy 10 times out of 10 compared to a buddy of mine. We were trying to get into biking. And in New York City, there's a few different bike paths you can go down to, like, Brighton Beach. You can go down to um, Coney Island and whatnot. So he sent me this picture of an ad for, like, the bike paths. Nick, I'm telling you, the guy on this ad had a helmet on and these, like, Oakley shades (laughs) and looked like me plus 40 pounds. Is it it the one that Michael has for his his photo? Basically, (laughs) yeah, those shades. Those shades, essentially. So... But I, he sends this to me with no context, and I think he, he was literally just saying, like, hey, here's some maps that we can, like, take a look at and whatever. I literally just responded, if you're going to tell me I look like this guy, we're fighting. Like, I will fight you right now. <laughs> to make matters worse, Alexis was sitting next to me on the couch, and I showed her the text that Ramiro sent me, and she goes, is that you? And I was like, I'm getting a divorce. This is terrible. Because, I mean, this guy did not look this great. So, but I'll she, take that. She's seen your future in, in 30 years. It's like, oh my God. Absolutely <laughs> not. I'm trying to, I'm literally running before this podcast to, to get away from that as, as best as possible. But I'll take Dax McCarthy um, in a second. Oh, I said Dax McCarthy, didn't I? Did I say, oh, he's yeah. the, McCarthy's the hockey player, isn't he? No, no, it's it's a Dax McCarthy, I think. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. I didn't know yeah, if I was. Yeah. You're good. You're good. Um, but yeah, Michael's a tough one. I couldn't think, I couldn't think of Michael, and Dylan looks like a. Uh, you, like one of the uh, the youth team players, so I wasn't really sure where to go with that one. So, so I had an initial thought when you said Nashville for Michael, and then I just looked up Walker Zimmerman, and Walker Zimmerman is way too ripped for Michael. Like, sorry, Michael, I know you're better in the jawline, gym big strong jawline oh, too. Exactly, Walker Zimmerman looks more like Thor than Michael could ever look like Thor, but just because Michael has the wild hair. Should we say Zlatan just to piss him off? No, I was going to piss him off more. I was going to say Kyle Beckerman, if you remember him. Oh, oh, actually, you put a little dreads in there. That could put a little wax in there. Yeah. That could actually yeah. work. Yeah, I think Michael is is Kyle Beckerman of the pod. Uh, damn. Yeah, because Dylan, Dylan's, Dylan's a tough one. Well, it depends. I still have not seen a long-haired version of Dylan. I asked Alex after that one pod we did together, and she was like, "Sorry, I don't have any, I don't have any evidence." She's for lying. You. She's definitely lying. I know. I know. I know. It's all saved uh, in her Snapchat files. <laughs> so I had nothing there. Can I say this with all due respect to Dylan? Like, no, is no, he just no. out of is he just out of central casting? Like, there's no like you're just a white guy. With all due respect, Mr. Denton, I said with all due respect, 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Dill's Dil the generic. <laughs> He's the generic Wii character that they have yeah. when you're playing. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I like that. I think that's fair. Dylan's creative player. I think for you, I'd go some type of of wily veteran that that has like a little flip at the end of their hair, maybe a little bit. I'm, I'm play, on, play, play on my age. That's nice. I know. <laughs> I was thinking I like a young David game. Beckham, you know, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, you constantly forget that this podcast is now being recorded video-wise, too. Uh, so you saying that, and now, <laughs> now people are going to actually see. This, uh, was, this was Google Teams. I could do some blonde filters and everything <laughs> like we did back in 2009. Exactly, exactly. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, there's got to be... I want to think back to when, and again, this like I'm looking at these pictures of Beckerman when we had the uniforms that had the blue with the white strip here and the red bottom. There had to be someone on that team that we could say like, "All right, this is Nick." It'll, it'll come to us. It's okay. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Let's just let it happen. It'll, it'll happen as it goes. But but Dax McCarty, like I said, I'll take that ten times out of ten compared to yeah. the guy I was uh, was compared to earlier this week. <laughs> um. We got a pod going. We are going to dive into this weekend's matchups. The relegation picture is now down to two teams. The European picture is kind of down to two teams for one place, two teams for another place. We're going to talk about that as well. Um, And we also know who the champion is. Nick, I'm not going to belabor you with that. We went through that last pod. Uh, But first, we just mentioned you're a coach. We just mentioned that you get a unique perspective on sports that, you know, Michael, myself, and Dylan do not get to see just because we don't coach. We had a really wild incident happen this weekend uh, in Spain where Real Madrid was playing Valencia. And again, we're not reporters. And let's be honest, we don't read every piece of journalism and news that comes out on any subject. But from what we saw... Essentially, they're playing, and Vinny is getting abused. He wants to react to it. He does react to it. He's trying to get people thrown out that are violating and abusing him and whatnot. And then all of a sudden, I didn't really get to see what happened, but he gets like choked by the goalkeeper, and then he gets a, Vinny gets a red card. Yeah. It's a lot of confusion. But, A, I know that you saw it because you sent it to the group chat, and we all kind of talked about it a little bit. But, B... Again, you're a coach. Like, have you been in any scenario situations where you have your own player that is kind of getting abused like this, or there is any type of racism going on within the game that you have to deal with, or or you have to help a player kind of persevere through? I I, I was curious to ask. Yeah, we had back. Uh, this was six six years ago. Now, yeah, we're playing in a county tournament game. Um against this one school it's kind of like right up the road and it was always kind of tense game because me and the coach did uh didn't really get along all too well uh Mm -hmm. previous years or whatever and um the dugout home plate like we're right we're probably 10 feet from the batter's box like we're right on top of everything um where the dugout entrances are and everything in my pitcher so my pitcher's black he's a senior um three-year starter good kid and uh, all of a sudden, my catcher just goes. So this goes running. I, you know, we're watching the game, whatever. And this coach, kid just goes, "Yo, coach, they're saying stuff in there." 
and I, I just think they're like they're just talking trash or whatever. And I'm like, hey, just just focus, you're fine. Like you know, that's all he says. So I'm thinking they're saying like you know you suck or you know something yeah. that teenagers say. They're like, no, coach, they're saying racist shit. And I go, what? Yeah. And he goes, and so he he calls time and says my catcher calls time says under the umpire, and the umpire goes, okay, okay, I'll, I'll listen. And now now I'm trying to listen. I can't yeah. hear anything, and. I can look and my pitcher can definitely hear because his body language is like he's getting uncomfortable. I'm like, all right, something's happening, but I don't know what it is yet. We get the last out. They come in. My catcher's like, uh, Coach, they're uh, they're reciting the Emancipation Proclamation and they're reciting like different Martin Luther King stuff and like a really sarcastic, like, you know, belittling, uh, degrading manner. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, um, okay. So I go talk to the umpire. I tell him, I go, look, this is what my catcher told me. He's a trustworthy kid. Like, I don't think you make this stuff up. You know, whatever. So um, my, my pitching coach handles the pitcher, and he's like, he's fine. You know, he's like, oh, I, I'm fine, coach. I'm good. Okay. So we're listening, and I go over to the coach beforehand. Again, him and I don't – we're cordial, but, like, we've had some, like, interesting little moments, like the two previous years before whatever. And I said, hey, man, like, this is what my kid's saying. I can't hear anything, but I would recommend just keeping it around. I don't want anybody getting in trouble. Like, everyone needs to stop. Like, just handle it. Yeah. And he was like, they're not saying. I go, I just, like, I kind of, like, one of those, things, I didn't hear anything. I'm like, I'm just telling you that there's something happening. And yeah. I can't hear it. My catcher, my pitcher hear it. This is going to be a problem if you don't stop it. So, you know, they keep going, I guess, a little here. Then the umpire can't hear. Game ends. We lose, like, 5 or 6-1 or something like that. And the kid, and he's, he's he's adopted. Him and his brother are adopted. And the parents call me, um, and they're just like going. Obviously, the kid's beside himself, whatever. So they give me the whole thing. I write the whole thing up, and I email it to my athletic director and principal and everything. And I told, and I called the coach, and I said, "Hey, man, you're gonna want to apologize and get ahead of this because I'm telling you the parents are coming for you. Like, I go, and I'm not gonna back you. Like, I don't have your back. Like, I'm not like." I'm doing what I'm, I'm protecting my kid, whatever. So this whole thing goes, we have a month investigation. Mm-hmm. And there is a heartwarming story to this, and it ends up in our favor, so don't worry. But uh, <laughs> okay. So like a month goes by, and they're saying we're investigating, investigating the whole thing, and there's nothing. It, the parents email me. It comes to a point where I write up a letter to the NAACP, and I'm about to hit send. <laughs> and the superintendent walks in and talks me off the ledge. Because I was like furious, whatever. So we have a meeting with uh, the superintendent, their all administration team, their parents, whatever. And they explain this, that, whatever. Uh, and my superintendent goes, well, well, Coach Tucker's going to lead the meeting off. And I was like, I'm doing what? Like totally caught off guard. And I just go, fuck it. I look at their superintendent I go, you're an embarrassment to education. Just right off the bat. And my principal's face just goes, Oh, fuck. Done this. <laughs> she's like, oh, I, and I'm just like, and our AD just goes, he kind of taps me in the leg, and I go, nah, fuck it. And I just like went for it. Um, like the fact that this whole thing about how it took you so long is embarrassing, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. So basically, what comes of it is we all shake hands. The only reason why the meeting happened because we play the next day in the state tournament in the second round. So the whole thing happens, whatever it is. The kid that said it apologized, the whole thing, whatever. So he's he was hurt, and he was just he said he was just trying to be funny. We come back the next uh, that game. It is the most epic. We win uh, three two in fourteen innings. Wow. Bonkers. So my starter goes seven. Their starter goes seven. 
Now this kid has to come back and pitch. He's all we got. He yeah. goes out and throws seven innings of relief. And we score, you know, in the top of the 14 sack fly. We and their coach is such a, I don't care, he's such a scumbag. And there's a lot of other re- things I've found over the years. So there's two outs, nobody on. He decides to pinch hit for a kid. Okay, he pinch hits the kid who was making the racial speeches or like the, the like implying the stuff. Mm-hmm. He hasn't had more than four at bats all year. So, you know, and after the game was, hey, coach, I wasn't trying to me- mess with this kid. And I just could look at him and go, fuck you. Okay. And like walk yeah. away, you know. So the kid gets the out. The kid come, he's 6'4, he's huge. He c- runs over to me and collapses into my arms, almost takes me out because I'm only like six foot, like maybe I was like 205 back then, that'd be nice. Um, <laughs> but like goes down and like, dude, it was nuts. And then they, the, their coach ended up naming that kid their like uh, sportsman of the year, like total, like total, just whatever. So yeah, it was pretty wild, man. Like, because that was the first time I've ever dealt with with it from a coaching perspective because I've seen a couple things with the guy I used to coach with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's he's Panamanian, like 6'5", like big guy. I've just seen some stuff that we used to go out a lot. Like, I, obviously, that wasn't wasn't cool. Um, but dealing it with a child was like such a different, like... And I mean, I mean, Vinny's still what? Like 20? Like 21? Yeah. Like he's still, a, he's still a kid, you know, like on that stage. Like it's just... Like... It's and, wild, and man. That, that's kind of part of a. I'll acknowledge first that like we're just two white guys on a podcast too. Yeah, but yeah, like, yeah, I think yeah. that we're we, we we're we're trying to understand best we can because I think I told you opening this up, I was like, man, I can't even imagine. Like, you put some weird pressures on yourself when you're a high school athlete. You put some definitely when you're a professional athlete, but having that layered on it can't be easy and couldn't be easy, and then. You just brought this up, and it honestly didn't come to my brain until you just said it. I was going to say, like, Vinny's professional. Like, it's a little bit different. But Vinny's also only, like, three years older than that kid probably was. Yeah. Yeah. And like, he's it, play- that's insane. And he's playing on the biggest stage, and, like, you got all the yeah. videos of people. Like, I mean, it's, it's wrong in whatever form you're in, you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is. But, like, when sure. it's, like, you know, I don't like instant national, maybe institutional is a better word to use. But like when it's that big, it's just like, as I was joking before, like you know, I we we joke we joke about our one touch, like all the Italian leagues, except for Lukaku and all that stuff. Like, yeah. dude, Vinny Junior literally got, like, he got the red card because he reacted to getting pushed, prodded, pulled, and then basically choked out, and then he finally reacted and like threw an elbow into a guy's chest, and he goes down. Like he had yeah. four people, dude. He had like four people on him. Like you know, yeah. so it's like, I like Spain. Like, I've always wanted to go to Barcelona, you know, and all those, like, really, like, I don't know, it's just, and it's just like, man, like, come on. Like, what are so, we doing? What I, what I also was thinking about, too, is, I mean, we're going to, we're talking about this story that has some gross racism in it, and I'm about to make a comment that is painting with a broad brush, so bear with me here. But I, I do think when you're here in the U.S., like, and you're a fan of soccer, soccer here attracts more open-minded people in my experience in ohio for sure i think it's more hipster at, for sure I, let's put it that way all right that's a good way to put it like it but it is people that want to engage with things that are not where they're from want to learn want to understand the world kind of outside of where they're from a because if you're into soccer you're not probably 
your gateway drug might have been the MLS, but if you found the other stuff, now you're like, oh, these this is way better, right? Like this is how we have this thing. Well, there's no so, Dax, there's people better than Dax McCarty. Yeah, right. Exactly, <laughs> Kyle Beckerman. That's that's Ronaldo. Um, but it's it's kind of like interesting to see this on a soccer field and to see this as a fan of soccer because I've been to an Ohio State game and I've heard some awful shit. Baseball, as your story like has unfolded, like there are some. I mean, the craziest shit I've ever heard at a professional sporting event is a Yankee game. And that's even being in the liberal bubble of New York and whatnot. Like, it, it's it's crazy to see it. And I think it's hard for me to conceive seeing it on a soccer field because I do still have this preconceived notion that in the U.S., if you're going to an NYCFC game, if you're going to a Red Bull game, if you're going to a, now maybe not a Philly Union game, Philly people, but I'm just kidding. Uh, but if you're going to those games and if you play, grew up playing soccer, like there's a lot more acceptance. There's a lot more openness with that crowd than at some other sporting events that we've been to. And then you just have to remember that in these countries, this is baseball and football and basketball and soccer all wrapped up into one. And you still have these like weird fucking situations. And it's your neighbor, basically your neighborhood club. Like if you yeah. know, obviously, obviously Real Madrid and these clubs are huge, but it's like that's your neighborhood. Like that's where you're from. Like so, it's obviously you grow up. It's it's cultural, institutional. It's it's a, it's a quite literal lifestyle. Like I was watching the man, like the Man United guy the other day on TV jump around. Like I'm like, what a nutbag dancing around TV. I'm like, oh, this is it's just it's just different. Like it's just yeah. it's just different. Like we're across the pond. Like yeah, I love it, but like. I'm not going to jump around taunting people, you know, like crazy, but. Yeah, I mean, it's, put it this way, I loved that when the Cavs won, the guy was climbing on the, the, the light posts, like, doing whatever, but in my head, I was like, ah, it's, you know, I'm pumped, I'm really excited we won, but I'm not, you know, I'm not from Cleveland, like, right, like, I'm from Alliance, Ohio, but yeah, to your point, the neighborhood aspect of it, you know, brings more to it. I want to say, kind of like, we were talking about before, and why I asked you this, Shout out to Ancelotti, although don't like he did the most human thing possible and like is just trying to sympathize with Vinny and trying to be like, hey, we have your back. I think a lot of the, his teammates did. I think there was a lot of people. I know that Mbappe and future Manchester United great Neymar came out uh, and supported him as well. Sorry, serious topic, but then I had to get my dig in. Um, so shout out to them and you know, kind of fuck the Spanish FA. That kind of sucks. That I think their initial comment was essentially saying that he shouldn't have engaged and I know that now they're trying to go back on it and and come up with a better comment but I think deep down you know that it's disingenuous and just sucks. That's but I knew la- you were a coach, I wanted to ask. I mean the la- yeah, the last thing I'll say is just like like I give obviously as you said we're two white guys doing a podcast like yeah. I know that like when I'm coaching someone or something like I definitely get chirpy sometimes, you know, and like it's obviously non-consequential probably, you know, childhood you know, just like you just competitive bullshit that you get up, but like then you add something like obviously more uh, important and serious like that, like how the restraint, you know, like to up until that point, like I don't, I don't know how this doesn't happen more. Like I'll be honest with yeah. you, like I know, like it's just I've mouthed off and for dumber, more elementary juvenile shit than that. Like you know, Absolutely. so it's like, so the fact that he wa- he wasn't afraid to call him out and go at him, like. Fucking yeah, man! Good for you. Yeah. Like I, I give him. I, I'm. I'm. I applaud that. Like at some point, you know, you got. You gotta. 
anything you believe, you got to step up for it and stand up for it. So I can, I give yeah. him a lot of credit for a restraining for so long, but B also just be like, no, it's enough's enough, man. This is, this is, this is nonsense. For sure. And I think too, I mean, we got to see the post that he posted today where it, this was not an isolated incident. Let's put it that way. Yeah. It didn't just happen in Valencia. I think there was six or seven different stadiums where this has happened. And honestly too, Again, this might be the sheltered two white guys with the podcast talking, but some of the stuff that I saw and heard them say that he posted, I was like, holy shit, like, that's insane. And do to you, your point, go ahead. Do you, do you speak Spanish? No, but my wife does. And, uh, and she hoping... lived in Madrid, and she lived in Sevilla, so we've been talking about it this week as well. Uh, I was hoping someone could translate no. for me. I just assumed it was really bad. So the Men and Blazers one, though, if you if you read the post, they have posted some of the translations at the bottom. Uh, I'll, I'll go like, back and read. I'll go yeah, back and go, read that. Go back and check it out. Um, yeah, I mean, sucks. It's obviously something that this podcast stands against, and obviously, like, you know, wanted to get your perspective just because you get to impact young people's lives, and you've probably gotten to see some pretty hairy and pretty terrible situations and how people have had to persevere through them. So. Shout out to Vinny. Uh, last week, didn't want you to score at all. Now I want you to <laughs> score 75 goals. Like, shout out to him. Um, all right, let's get into it. Packed weekend, full slate, and the picture is getting a lot more clear in the Premier League. We have one and a half, we can even say, not even, maybe one in a, a, a 1.4 match weeks left. There's some midweek games uh, this week. Let's run through all of them, and then you and I can kind of just dissect where we want to dissect. First things first, Tottenham Hotspur, Hotspur 1, Brentford 3. Harry Kane opened the scoring in the 8th minute, uh, but it wasn't enough. And Buemo in the 50th and the 62nd, and Wissa in the 88th uh, gives Spurs another loss, and a pivotal loss for them because they have dropped out of Europe, uh, and Brentford is hot on their tail. Aston Villa currently sitting in that 7th position. Before I go to the next one, I will say I saw a funny uh, tweet where after City won and they were doing their trophy celebration and whatnot, Laporte was like crying. Now, Amrik Laporte, probably not going to be at City next year. I think he might be going to Barcelona, but could end up anywhere. I did see a Spurs fan screenshotted him crying on the pitch and then retweeted it with, come to Tottenham and we'll really give you something to cry about. (laughs) I thought it was was pretty funny. So... uh, but he'd be a great addition to Spurs, to be totally honest. Um, game two, Bournemouth nil, United one. Casemiro, goal in the ninth. Hater. We'll get you're, to a hater. It. you're a hater. Yeah, we'll get... You're you're a hundred percent a hater. <laughs> Below average goal by by Casemiro. Let's just say that. Uh, but three points for Man United. Big three points for them as well. Uh, Fulham two, Palace two. Eduard opened the scoring in the thirty fourth, and then Mitrovic went back to back. 45th plus 5 with a pen in the first half, and then 61st to give Fulham a 2-1 win, or 2-1 lead, I mean. And then Ward closed out the scoring in the 83rd for them to share points. I think these are two teams that are now on the beach. I think Fulham might have had an outside shot to get into Europe if they had won this one, but now both of them kind of just playing for shits and gigs. Uh, Liverpool won, Villa won. Ramsey opened the scoring in the 27th to give Villa a 1-0 lead. Bobby Firmino, in his swan song in Anfield, 89th minute, uh, ties it up for Liverpool. They share points at the end, and I know that it was a tough game uh, for 
The Reds, Michael was texting me on the side. I'll get to that in a second as well. Speaking of 1-1s, Wolves won, Everton won. The two best friends shake hands at the end of this. Uh, Huang opened the scoring for Wolves in the 34th. And then Yeri Mina at the death, the literal death. Nine minutes of stoppage time, ties it up for Everton. They get a pivotal point. They are still, or no, they are right outside of the relegation zone in 17th. Two points ahead of Leicester. Forest one, Arsenal nil. Awani in the 19th minute is the only goal. And the only way you can summarize this one is that Arsenal are just a shadow of any type of football team right now. Brighton three, Southampton one, Ferguson in the 29th and the 40th. Eloanisi in the 58th uh, gives Southampton one back. And then Pascal Gross in the 69th puts it away. Big win for uh, Brighton, who are hopefully pretty much no, they they have, they have they, they've clinched Europe essentially. They clinched Europe. I'm pretty sure, unless something absolutely epic happens, yeah, uh, they're in Europa. Yeah, they, they, there's a 16 goal difference between them and Villa, and them and Tottenham. So something wild would have to happen uh, for them to get caught, and Tottenham can't even catch them because they're on 57 and Brighton's on 61. So again. We'll get to the picture, the big picture here in a minute. Uh, City won, Chelsea nil, Alvarez in the 12th. Uh, City had already clinched the the uh, Premier League title the night before with Liverpool's loss, uh, but they celebrate uh, hoisting the trophy on Sunday. And then today's match, Newcastle nil, Leicester nil. We don't talk about no-nils, and we definitely would have had to talk about this one because this is a shocking result. It gives Leicester a little bit of life at the bottom of the table. But it also sealed Champions League for Newcastle, which I got to watch some of the celebration afterwards. Um, kind of sucked. Eddie Howe was celebrating, having a great time, great season by him. And all that the announcers could talk about is that he probably won't be there in two years. It was weird. What? That's what they were. That's, well, I jumped in the shower the last five minutes after I, I worked out and was watching the game. And I, that's, it, what they, that's what they were talking about? It was kind of weird. They're like. There's rumblings that it's a great job by him. Hopefully he can keep him uh, or have him go far in Europe, but he's probably not the guy for the full project. And I was like, man, this guy's done nothing but like had he's a really a, dude, great he's a, ser- he's a serial winner, period. Like, let's uh, – you put his – I've always been a big Eddie Howe guy, you know, since I'm the only guy that likes the Bournemouth Crest in this freaking podcast. <laughs> uh, but, but Newcastle definitely in Champions League seals it and then Leicester at the bottom. So let's start there. We know our, our three teams in the Champions League, the fourth spot is still up for grabs, but it's up for grabs between you and Michael. And honestly, I'll say this. I'm not going to jinx you. I don't think there is jinxing for you guys. If you don't get Champions League, this you did something wrong. Something crazy happened, brother. This is worse than, worse than the Leicester collapse in 2020. Yeah. Like, this is – this would be bad. Yeah. I mean, to think that if we can't put together one draw against a team on the beach and – fucking Chelsea man like it's just it's just I think yeah that's got we got I got to think with Newcastle drawing you can kind of sell it like hey let's go finish third then I can be like yeah, I told you they were a lock you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um but having having uh Veron back is a nice uh and Lindelof's been great since you know he's just he's there but uh yeah, we still don't have a striker because Tony looked like he was he was mean mugging like I'd never seen a mean mug before. And I was like, yeah, take that fucking sourpuss 
back across the uh, the channel. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's I think it's I gotta think United's got to be favorite to to probably get four points out of these next two games. So optimistically, I think we're good. I think obviously Liverpool's fine and Brighton's fine. Like it's just a matter of. Here's a question for you: If you're Spurs, mm-hmm. are you better off out of the Conference League? Because it's not well, even the Conference League; it's the Conference League qualifier. Yeah, if you recall too, was last year was the first year of the Conference League, and they just didn't take it seriously at all. Like Which they kind of wanted to get out. Yeah, they don't blame them. Sure. But I, th- I think it's better for them. Hey, let's just focus on playing the season, playing the cups. I mean, I think losing that. And I can't decide if it drives up Harry Kane's price yeah. or if it cheapens it because it either drives it up because they need more money, obviously, and uh, there'll probably be a reduction in wages or something like that. They'll need more money to try to buy some players. They don't want to let them go or they're like, fuck, we got to let them go and we don't have the money to keep them. I feel like my perspective would be no Europe has Harry Kane pressuring them to get rid of them 100 percent, and i think and i think that's a a better case scenario for like if we think man united is going to make a run at them i think i think you guys are in a better scenario that way i feel like you guys should be hoping they don't make it into europe at all now i think harry kane's going to do that regardless because who wants to play in the conference league outside of aston villa brentford those two teams like i i just i don't know man like i I, could make it yeah yeah i think that Tottenham's the least of Tottenham's worries is getting into the Conference League right now. Like, yeah, no, to be honest with you. Yeah, <laughs> like, I mean, I th- I think the biggest fact I learned about Spurs is that they're not the biggest bottlers like of everything. Remember that video? I, my my friend sent me that. I was like, oh my god, like it's Arsenal, like it's Arsenal, yeah. and Spurs really just it's just it is it's Spursy. That's just it's not a bottling. It's just who you are. Like it's just, yeah, you it's. Know. it's it's like you can't you can't fuck up the dance if you don't go to it. Spurs don't go to the dance. No. Arsenal goes to the dance and then fucks it up. Or if you um, go to the dance and just sit in the corner and don't even try, like it's the yeah. same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, totally uh, important and and serious question. Goal of the season for you guys, Casemiro? Yeah, actually, it's funny. My friend literally texted me goal of the season <laughs> like right after that happened. <laughs> Like, get out of here with this 6.7 crap. Like, I mean, come on. Yeah. I'm like, this I think, is... I, think, I think I gave it a 5.8, actually. And that whatever, was really mean. Whatever it was, it was, it was never enough. Like, yeah. whatever Gundogan was, was better because he actually trapped it. You know, he yeah. actually received it. But this one's just as, this is, if that's a 10, this is like an 8. I think I, think I said like an 8.5 or something like that. Yeah. Like, that's an absurd co- Which, finish still. It was. But, yeah. Yeah. I, I needed to hear those words from your mouth. You know, because I knew yeah, you exactly. you were giving me a hard time. But I'm like, I'm getting John to admit this in the internet, so it's permanently there forever. So we we talked. I, I think we both think United's getting Champions League, Liverpool, Brighton with the Europa, with Villa. The last game of the season that you have is Brighton, which will be very interesting. Um, I think now with Brighton being able to clinch that they are basically in Europa League, like, they may not be going full force there. Tottenham's last game of the season is Leeds. That bodes well for them, right? And then if we have to even open it up to Brentford, their last game of the season 
is why is this not opening? Brentford's last game of the season is City, which I knew because I'm a City fan. Uh, Arsenal stand City fan. Yeah, exactly. Um, with that knowledge, and I know we're going to talk about this. You're going to ask like, what type of City team is actually going to come out for these next two games? Uh, where where do you think this is going to end up? We're like who who is going to get this last spot? I think again we just made fun of Tottenham, but based on what's left, a Leeds three points is more apt. But Leeds is still trying to battle to get out of the relegation zone, so like, are they are they, they have to show up, right? I think they did show up last week. <laughs> it kills me because I could be just got our friend into it, and he picked Leeds and. He's gonna be sitting with Barb on the couch watching forty six games. You know they should get their own. They should get their own championship podcast. But I, hey, I offered it to Barb. I don't know if you listened to the last couple pods. I've been I've been saying it on here, Barb, and she's hit me up. But she did say something the other week that Dylan was like, "This is out of Barb's character." She was like, "I need a new team." Well, she and, she she was on the phone with me, and I wasn't. Yeah. I think I was coming home from a game or something. And I'm like, "Mom, they're recording. Text that to Dylan right now." <laughs> so uh i mean it's wild to say this I, I think tottenham gets it i don't think so i think so you, tottenham you, i i think i think villa wins I, I they're not gonna win by 16 goals i think i think brighton as long as they don't get smoked by city mm-hmm. i mean i mean a six goal i mean it's I, they're they're not mathematically obviously they're not in but like they're in you know, yeah. I can't see them unless you know unless they're sitting there like, hey, we want to finish above. If they happen to beat City, like they want to get above Liverpool, like that's just something to, you know you can hang your hat on there a little bit. Yeah. But I can't see. Uh, put, I can, put it this way though: if if they lose the City six nothing, they would still have to lose the Villa five nothing. Because the goal differential oh, is going to go one, oh, one, one, one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and Sorry. that's not going to happen. Like, it's just that no. that won't. No. So I, I think the bigger question about Brian is: Is are they going to? How many of these guys? I mean, McAllister's gone. Cancelo has got to be gone, right? And because they yeah. they got Champions League teams one after him. But uh, I think yeah. I mean, there is a chance. Obviously, with Spurs, I can't see Leeds beating Spurs. I can't see Spurs. I can't. I shouldn't say can't. Hmm. I wouldn't expect it to happen, but it wouldn't surprise yeah. me if it did. Yeah. But um, before we move down south to the back to the to the bottom of the table, where a lot of these teams are geographically, it's actually a great geopolitical comment on myself. Nice job, Nick. <laughs> um, great job. Uh, yeah. Big big season for the uh, for the North. Big time. Big time for the is football is footy is footy getting dominated again by the North like like. I don't know if I've ever looked at it like this before, but like I mean, you got four of the top five are all north, are all north uh, clubs. Since since we've had this podcast, it's it's Liverpool, it's City, it's United in the top three. Usually, I think there was just that one yeah. season that they weren't, and then the only shout that London has had Spurs. traditionally has been Chelsea. No, it's been Chelsea. Oh uh, no, you're right. Never mind. Never mind. Well, yeah. I'm just thinking. The, well, but, I'm, th- I'm thinking of the objective fact of you know not this hockey assist bullshit. Um, you know, like real stats that people actually look yeah, at. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For sure. Jack Real is still top five. Uh, this is all inside jokes. That top, the top five calves. Top five calves. 
top five yeah. handsome player in the league. Lead, um, he, if everyone's curious, they want you know John wants you all to know that he leads the league in a stat that they don't actually keep. Hockey, I think that that is so, the most Yankee fan bullshit I've ever heard in my life. I'm not a Yankee fan. <laughs> exactly, you're acting Get like one. And I am a Yankee fan, and you're acting like one right now. <laughs> the best Yankee fan comment ever was last season when they were playing the Guardians in the playoffs, and I just kept hearing my friends that are Yankee fans saying like they don't even hit home runs, and I just was like. <sighs> You know you can score other ways, brother. <laughs> like, anyway, at, to your point, yes, I th- I think that the and again I'm not going to give the full backstory to the listener because we'll be here forever. But Jack Real is pretty damn good at soccer. The rest of the podcast thinks he's good too, just not as good as I do, and we'll leave it at that. Dude, I was a really what good in, I was a really good inbounder on the baseline when we were going up the court in basketball in high school too. I was really good Me at too. passing it to the point guard. I was really good. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, I, I think you might be right. I, th- I I know I mentioned Tottenham. I think Tottenham will get three points, but I think Brighton or I think Aston Villa will somehow come away with this just because I think Brighton's going to have those players swan song it out on their last one. They'll probably maybe sub them off at halftime or something like Who's that. Home? Who's home in that match? Oh, great question. Uh, um, it's at Villa. So it's not even going to be that. I can see them not even playing them just because they want to retain that value in the offseason. Imagine if one of them gets hurt and they can't sell them. That'd be terrible for them. Because you know they're going to get that money and invest it yeah. like so smartly. They'll figure um, it out. Let's go to the, the back nine of the uh, of the table here. There's one position still up, or kind of two positions still up for grabs, I guess. You got Leeds, you got Leicester, and you got Everton battling it out for the 17th spot. Everton is currently sitting there on 33 points with a negative 24 goal differential. Leicester in 18th uh, with 31 points, negative 18 goal differential. Leeds 19th, 31 points, negative 27 goal differential. Uh, I honestly didn't even have to mention the goal differential because however this shakes out, no one's going to be able to tie with Everton, essentially. But I guess they could if, if both Leicester and Leeds somehow win. Let's go through who these guys got. Everton, Leicester, Leeds. Everton is playing Bournemouth on the last day of the season. Bournemouth safe, not really playing for anything. Has no chance of being relegated, obviously. Leicester playing West Ham in a very similar situation to, to Bournemouth. And Leeds, as we just mentioned, is playing Tottenham. What's going to happen, Nick? Well, Leeds is going down. I will guarantee yeah. that. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I agree. I was watching today's game, and I was just like, God, I was like waiting for it. It was like watching my girls' high school team when we play any like the Catholic schools around us. We would just sit back in a 5-4-1 and hang on for dear life. They'd have about 9 million shots. And then like the last five minutes, they'd be like, ah, oh, fuck it, just go for it. It doesn't matter if we lose any or Ty doesn't get a shit. So yeah, I, yeah. I, I was just like, I think Lester has the best chance to win because you got to think West Ham is sitting guys. Because mm-hmm. they're not going anywhere. They obviously have a chance at a mid-major, tro- a mid-major trophy. Mid-minor, maybe. Mid-minor. It's like, called a mid-minor is, trophy. Yeah, yeah. This is, it's, like winning, uh, it's like winning the Sun Belt Conference but, or something. But I will say, careful what you say here because there's a chance United might end up in seventh next year. You never know. We've been there, done that, baby. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I think that it's... Uh, 
I think Everton of between Leicester and, and Everton, Everton definitely has the tougher game just because Bournemouth seems to want to keep momentum rolling and everything. Um, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm gonna take the. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna make Michael happy. Mm-hmm. Because he ain't gonna make Champions League, so you gotta give him some love. Mm-hmm. Leicester's gonna pull it out. Everton's gonna draw. And it's gonna be goal differential that's gonna put him down. I know I, rever- I reversed on Hank from a few weeks ago, but I can't can't see my mom unhappy. Can't like, see Barb yeah. unhappy. You don't want to see Barb unhappy. No. Hank can handle it. He's gonna be a dad anyway. What's the chance? Yeah, well, actually, he'll be up early watching all these games next season for sure because that that kid will probably be up at four. Um, sidebar: Listeners can tell that. I had no math after my sophomore year of high school because the goal differential actually is pretty huge here. As you just stated, if Everton tie any one of these teams wins, then it becomes you know an issue. So I'm an idiot, one. Two, is this the first week that you've had Everton getting relegated? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Because you, know, you, right. you, know, you know I love Sean Deitch. And yes. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I just I, apologize. I, 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 you know what it is? I want to see... You know what? This is a long-term play for Sean Dyche here. I want to see him go down to the championship with Everton. They got to keep him around, and they got to keep him around. Like, who? What better manager going to get to know how to do the whole thing? And he's just going to go on an absolute run. And you Everton's so? going to Everton's going to be a wagon down there, and they're going to be right back up. All give, right, give him no a little glory. I, I'm right there with you. I think that, like, you know. Getting to know your mom over the past two years, the exuberance that that woman showed at, at your brother's wedding, like it's, it's she's just one of those people that you like you don't want to see him have a bad day, you know? Like yeah. You're just like, man, I don't want to see a clown cry. Not that she's a clown, but it's like those type of visuals that you're yeah. just like, what the yeah. fuck? Like I I can't see Barb. I can't see Barb sad. I think I'm gonna agree with you. Everton in 18th, Leicester stay up, and. The next question, if that happens, is what do they do next year? Because I think that if there's, of all three of these teams, if there's one team that actually needs the phoenixing type of scenario where they have to go down and reinvent themselves, I actually think it benefits Leicester way more because they have so many people that they need to get rid of and so many people that they got to move. And if they had to go down, it would force their hand a little bit more. And I so think you, it's you honestly, sell, yeah. You but, sell James, you sell James Madison, Yuri Tiedemann's, like all these guys that have what the last two seasons. It's like, oh, big money move, and it just never really yeah. happened because you had Brendan Rodgers, and you thought that that could always, you know, but they've always been kind of lingering. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think that's actually that's a really good point too. So you know, maybe it's you know it's it's one step back, two step forward. It it is. It's just in my head. If you if you stay up and you're at seventeenth next season, you need the type of recruitment. Leicester needs the type of recruitment that Brighton's been able to do, or even like a Bournemouth's been able to do, or even a, a Forest. Like think of it this way: it's wild that Forest is staying up. They've had eighty five players play for them this season, essentially. Now I don't know if that number is accurate, but it feels like it. If you go down, you're getting the parachute payment. You got to sell these players. You have a little bit more money to work with, and your recruitment has to be championship level to to stay up or maybe go back up. It doesn't need to be 
yeah. at the point where a lot of these Premier League teams are. So yeah. I, th- I think Leicester stays up, but in the end of the day, is it worse for them? Is is a weird question to ask, I guess. Since, um, since, since we're down there, I would just like to throw out, I don't know if we're going to do mm-hmm. some postseason awards or anything like that. I honestly don't remember from last year if we did. But if we did, I don't really think we had this award. I want to announce the loser of the season award. Yep. For the uh, for the FA, it's not even going to be just the Premier League. Uh, Nathan Jones, loser of the year. Yep. Guy, guy leaves second place Luton Town in the championship uh-huh. to come up to manage Southampton yep. for a glorious fourteen games. Yep. Gets sacked. Don't know what he's doing right now. And Luton's one game away from you know playing in the most the, what do they call it the uh, the most expensive game in football or the most whatever the hell they yeah. call it like like right there like had a great season in the championship and he's gonna have to watch that and be like yeah I screwed it up. We also this I mean pro Luton pod I don't think anyone on this pod's pulling for Coventry I think this is all all Luton all day. Didn't even know they had they were in the in the Premier League before this but like. Were they the one where I sent you guys? Were they? Yeah, they were in, they were in the National League in two thousand. They won the National League in two thousand fourteen. Yeah, like less than a decade ago, they were Wrexham, which is absolutely freaking bonkers. I mean, Brighton's had a a, a meteoric rise too. I think we might have sent this around, but since Daniel Levy took over at mm-hmm. Tottenham, Brighton went up from like League Two to the Premier League, and now they're in Europe. Look at so this. they wow. went. They went. 10-11, they went third. It is in the National League. Third, fifth, seventh, first. Win it. They go up to League Two. Eighth, 11th, fourth, second. They go up in 18-19 to League One. They win it in one year. Then they finish 19th, 12th, 6th, third. Like, awesome. Freaking yeah. like, like we're, we're all in on Luton Town. Yeah, we're, we're hatters. I think their their logo's a little hat or their little crest. So, we're in on that. Um, Oh, there is a little... Uh, little, little uh, Corn cob, little uh, looking little yeah. top hat. Yeah, it's like you're about to go to the sell at the market. You're gonna go. Oh, man, one, 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 one. Yeah, yep. Yeah, you're you're one twenty five. One twenty five. That's there. We go. Thank you. I couldn't think yeah. of a word right there. I got you. There's a little assist. Good inbound pass from you. Uh, oh, that's so, that's what we call so good at it. That's what we call callback. Um, we we did do end of the season awards last year, and we're gonna get to it now. Let's just do two quick ones. Like, give me your your like not a power ranking, but like who's gonna be in consideration for this. Team of the season, like, overachieving. I don't want to hear City. They won it. That's fine. I want to see, like, what team actually was like, damn, this shocked you. Um, some of your candidates there. And then we're showing not to get relegated. I think we've got to wait, obviously, a week for that. But based on our predictions, that's going to be lesser, I would think. But who would get second in that one? Oh, Chelsea. Exactly. <laughs> That's the problem. I think we're going to have a consensus on a lot of these ideas with this podcast. But Chelsea shocking, shocking positive finish of the year. I got to say, first off, first time since seventeen eighteen, all three uh, promoted teams stay up. Yep, saw that as well. Uh, so, shocking we a lot of candidates actually. Like I got to say, teams. I got to say, Villa. I think Villa is the shocking positive. Came out of nowhere. I mean, Unai Emery. In all honesty should probably win manager of the year. He made the biggest moves in the least amount of time. Insane what he did. But it's hard to ignore, like, Fulham finished 10th getting promoted last year. Or this year. Like, they're a newly promoted team, and they finished 10th, and we forget that because they go up and down so much. But, like, 
Great showing by them. I think the best run organization now, you'd have to say, like, Brighton. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, it's hard to go against City, but, like, if it's not City, it's it's Brighton. Man, look, hey, made fun of Arsenal. It can't be City best run. Come on. They committed no. 274. They committed more 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 fraud than uh, Ivan Tony did. Well, yeah, but we got best legal department. That's another thing coming up. Um, hey, by the way, real quick, I, I want to rescind my least, most disappointing, most shocking not to be relegated. Uh, Frank Lampard getting a second job at Chelsea. <laughs> Not even Chelsea, just Frank Lampard getting hired again. Yep. Um, oh, shit. Oh, I just totally screwed something up. We're fine. Um, I think it's hard. We've made fun of Arsenal so much. But, like, it's a good season, man. I- I've seen some people want to fire Arteta because of what how they ended you're an idiot do you know how hard it is to get a good coach in this league like I just wild so um that's all I'll say all right let's do our midweek predictions there's a few games that are coming up you got Brighton hosting Man City you've mentioned it what Man City team are we gonna get and then you have United hosting Chelsea Consequential in the sense that you just got to get a point to secure Champions League. Mm-hmm. Who do you got in both these ones? I got to draw Brighton City. I think Brighton's okay. going to show up, and I think City's going to have a little bit. I think they're definitely going to. There's going to be some heavy rotation. Um, and again, you know, uh, Holland won't get to 40 goals, so he's a flop. Um, and then uh, I don't like saying it, but I think United wins. I think this is. I, it's still. I still can't get the fact that it's still Chelsea. They have all that freaking talent on there, but I gotta take United in this one. Yeah, United uh, gets four, but I'm gonna take them to get six over the next week. I I got United for sure in this one. Um, I, I was watching obviously the City game this weekend. I've never seen anyone be as fast as Mudrick and do nothing. Fast as fuck. So uh, fast. Have you ever seen D two? Oh, true. Yeah. Uh, what was that name? Rancher. No. We always idea. fucked this up. It wasn't the rancher. It was. Uh, no. Yeah. They, yeah. they put all the soda cans in front of the goal. And yep, stuff. yep. 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 Um, very good point. Very good point. He figures it out at the end, though. He does. I don't know if Mudrick's going to figure it out, and it's it it's tough for Chelsea. Uh, you weren't on the pod the last couple weeks, but I did mention that my soccer team is mostly Chelsea people, and I was talking to him, and I was like, the fact that Rudiger left is wild. Like you guys, what what were you thinking? How did you let him go? Like that type of thing. Obviously, he probably wanted out and wanted to leave. But Mudrik, just insane. I saw him move. It's like a a light speed, and then nothing happens. I got United in this one, and I just got. I'm gonna stick with City. Obviously, like I don't know. Pep Pep doesn't like to lose. Doesn't matter what the scenario is, what the consequences is. Pep doesn't like to lose. Um, Nick, welcome back, dude. Good to be two back. Weeks. Yeah, two, I missed you two, guys. Two and a half. Yeah. Well, just you, not the other guys. <laughs> of course. If I would have been on this one, it would have been just them, too. Uh, do you have a joke? I don't have a joke. I usually like to leave this. You got one? I, okay, perfect, perfect, perfect. Um, you're locked inside a car with nothing but a soccer ball. How do you get out? Unlock the door and pull the handle. Cheers. <laughs> Thank you.
the NAFTA podcast. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be shit.